Do you want to set your child up for success? Is tutoring out of your budget, or perhaps you're someone like me who just wants to save money on private tutoring? Is this a big school year for your child? You know, maybe they're starting kindergarten or middle school. Maybe there's another milestone coming up. Or maybe your family moved. Oh my gosh, I moved so much when I was growing up. And the kids are starting a new school. Or maybe your child is ahead and just not getting challenged enough in class. Well, IXL Learning is here to help. IXL Learning is a fun online learning program for kids covering math, language, arts, science, and social studies. It's powered by advanced algorithms. IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or the personality. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. That's right. It is school approved. So make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And how to be fine listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com/fine. Visit IXL.com/fine to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Again, that's IXL.com/fine. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean. Every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well. Ooh, yeah. That happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. The following podcast contains explicit language. Hey, Jolenta. Yeah, Kristen. Do you remember that one time back in season two when I volunteered to reduce food waste and went home practically in tears? Yeah, of course. That Was that from uh, Why Good Things Happen to Good People, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, And you right. were delivering leftover food from restaurants, but you were very upset that it was all in plastic? Yeah, single-use yes. plastic containers. Dozens and dozens of containers. That's so sad. The earth was crying. I was crying. It was really upsetting. Yeah. But you know what? You were trying to do the right thing. You were doing the right thing by I, delivering food. I was trying, but I knew I could do better. And right now, at this moment, we are going to do better. You and I are going to do better by the planet and by ourselves. Of course we are. Because I'm Jolenta Greenberg. And I'm Kristen Meinzer. And this is By the Book. Each episode of Buy the Book, we choose a different self-help book to live by, follow it to the letter, and weigh in on whether or not it actually changed our lives. Today, our book is Zero Waste Home, The Ultimate Guide to Simplifying Your Life by Reducing Your Waste by Bea Johnson. Bea Johnson was born and raised in France in a modest home. Her family was self-reliant, repairing and reusing all they owned, growing their own food, and avoiding the pitfalls of consumerism. But when Bea moved to the States, she quickly found herself enchanted with the suburban American dream of a big lawn, a three-car garage, a giant house, and lots of objects to fill that house with. Her family consumed gallons of bottled water every week, thoughtlessly purchased single-use plastics, and reassured themselves that, because they recycled, 
they weren't really damaging the planet. Then, in her early 30s, Bea realized her American lifestyle was actually pretty wasteful and also pretty stressful, a far cry from her old life in France. She was sick of focusing on acquiring more stuff and overwhelmed by how much waste her family made. She started to see her family's wasteful habits for what they were, a distraction from living life to the fullest. So she and her family made a decision. They would be better stewards of the earth, and they would begin at home. Eventually, their efforts were so successful that they no longer needed trash cans. They had created a zero-waste home. Bea believed that it was possible for anyone to achieve some or all of what her family had, and so she wrote a book sharing their story and the step-by-step measures they took. That book, Zero Waste Home, was published in 2013. Soon after publication, the book launched a global movement and was eventually translated into 20 languages. Along the way, Bea became something of an environmental celebrity, fielding requests to speak at universities, on TV, and at corporate events around the world. She won the Green Awards Grand Prize, and the New York Times coined her the priestess of waste-free living. But the priestess likes to stress the zero-waste lifestyle isn't just about being good to the planet. It's about creating a healthier, happier life for ourselves that's easier on our pocketbooks and more focused on what matters. Here's how you do it. Step one. Refuse. Everything we take creates demand to make more. Refuse things that promote waste and that you don't need, like plastic bags, individually wrapped snacks, and even those tempting freebies from hotels, conferences, and schools. Cancel junk mail. Say no to straws, disposable utensils, takeaway containers, headphones on planes, and receipts in stores. And consider going vegetarian, as the meat industry comes with enormous environmental costs. Step 2. Reduce. Reduce consumption in all areas of your life. Go room by room through your home and workplace and ask yourself if you truly need every item you own. Consider downsizing your home. Cut down on your utility usage, lawn maintenance, air travel, and gasoline. Get a low-flush toilet and take very short showers. Make things from scratch, buy in bulk, and shop at community-supported agriculture programs and farmers markets that rely on customers to bring their own packaging. Step 3. Reuse. Share, trade, and barter to get the most out of resources instead of letting them go unused. Work at co-working spaces, use car shares instead of owning a car, and stay at Airbnbs. Buy used items at thrift stores and online. Replace your disposable paper and plastic products with reusable alternatives like tote bags, travel cups, glass jars, handkerchiefs, cloth napkins, cloth diapers, and menstrual cups. Use leftover cooking water to feed plants, repurpose worn clothes into cleaning rags, and bring home leftovers from restaurants. Step four, recycle. Recycling isn't a dependable solution to our waste problems. It relies on a tremendous amount of resources and misleads us into thinking plastics are harmless and easily reusable. But recycling is still better than tossing something in the trash. So do it and do it right. Learn what you can and cannot recycle at the curb in your neighborhood and use recycling websites like TerraCycle to find local collection sites for hard-to-recycle items such as corks, electronics, worn-out shoes, clothes, and hazardous materials. Step 5. Rot. Start composting your organic waste if you aren't already. Compost not just your food scraps, but your nail clippings, hair, lint, paper, used cotton tampons, cotton balls, tissue, and even urine. Drop your compost off at a local community garden. Use your city's composting program if there is one, or compost in a giant pile on your property. Step six, get involved. 
Spread the word about zero-waste measures you're taking and encourage others to do the same. Participate in bigger efforts that help your community and the world, like volunteering with environmental organizations, donating to worthy causes, or just picking up trash off the sidewalk. Change what you can in your workplace, school, apartment building, and government. Set a good example and be a steward of the earth. That's what the book says, and so that's what we did for two weeks straight. Kristen, I'm very excited to hear about your first week living by Zero Waste Home. How'd it go? (laughs) Well, first of all, Jolenta, I feel like you and I have to come clean on something and Come clean, like ah, clean living. I'm glad Boo. you caught that. I'm glad you caught that. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, in a lot of ways, Jolenta, you and I are already sort of tree hugging Brooklynites, the kind that SUV driving suburbanites make fun of. Oh, totally. We have tiny apartments. We walk everywhere we can. We carry tote bags and travel mugs and bamboo cutlery. You use a period cup for your periods. Mm-hmm, I use mm-hmm. menstrual panties. We have low flush toilets and use LED bulbs. We're obsessed with reusing and recycling. And, you know, actually, um, I think you and I both have this issue where when we were growing up, we were upset even as little kids. Oh, by the totally. Environment. I remember fighting with my parents if they didn't recycle right. I was obsessed and, with the environment. Oh, so obsessed with that. Yeah. Marched on Earth Day, did right. the whole thing when I but was a kid. But you know what? We can do better. We can do better. There's, and we, al- there's always room to improve. We can do better and we're going to try. So for me, that means, of course, starting with step one, refuse. And there's one thing in particular that I realized I need to refuse, and that is the straw that is mm. everywhere in New York. Oh at my the gosh! Deli, yeah. At the restaurant, everywhere you when, go in they New just York, when you buy you a, a can straw. of soda, they give you a straw always, which I didn't ever know why. No, no. Before I moved to New York, I'm like, where did all these straws the come from? The guy at the deli says it's because the cans are dirty and you shouldn't put your mouth on Because of it. the rat poo. I don't care. I the just wipe it with my shirt. Yeah. Oh, God. So bad. So I started a rule. Before I even sat down at a restaurant, before I even got to a deli counter and gave them any money, I would say, no straw. Nice. All caps, very loud, no straw here. This lady is not taking your straws. Second, I have a junk mail issue. Every oh. every year, maybe every other year, I go on a bender where I call all the different places and say, take me off your mailing list. But it has now been over two years since I last made a call like that. So Dean and I sat down and we logged on to one of the opt-out websites the book suggests. But I have to tell you, Dean wasn't 100% on board. Listen. Interesting. Wait, what? They need my social security number? Do you think that's wrong? You don't think you should do it? Why would they need my social security number? Well, according to Zero Waste Home, it means they'll no longer be able to contact you with offers. Well, this website is by TransUnion, Equifax, and a bunch of people who use your um, social security number Uh to pull your credit and do a bunch of stuff with it. All right, so you don't think we should do it? Or do you think that we should just call one by one all the places? I mean, I feel like that's more, well, I honestly don't know. So, yeah. I ended up calling one by one individually. Yeah, but never. Why would anything involving, like, remove my junk mail, want your social security number? Like, that is janky as fuck. I don't know, but the book suggested these websites, and all the websites that were suggested asked for the social security number. All of them. Why? That is so shady. I do not like that. I don't know. Junk mail is shady. It is. 
Anywho, I moved along, went to right. step two, reduce, which full disclosure for me kind of blurred together with the refuse step. Refuse and reduce right, seem kind yeah. of similar to me. Um, now, of course, I like to think I do mostly okay in this area, but living by this book really forced me to realize there's one area that I am not doing well in, and that's food packaging. At home, we frequently buy individually packaged string cheese, for example. So So, I know it's so good and it's so travel friendly, but we decided we're no longer going to buy it or any other individually packaged snacks. At work, I love to eat the individually packaged chips. Oh my gosh, I forgot about your chips. Yes, my chip addiction. But because of this book, I switched over entirely to eating the free fruit instead because the only wrapper it comes in is an orange peel or a banana peel it's or an apple compostable. peel. Yes, exactly. Next, I tackled the deli counter. Not just the straws, mm. but once a month I get food for my book club at that deli counter and it always includes disposable packaging. Like a you know charcuterie, like a catering plate thing like they make at the deli? Well, I what? go to the deli counter and I'm like, oh, get me this pasta salad. Oh, and I need like a giant I'll, thing of it. Yeah, I'll like, take two pounds gotcha, of quinoa gotcha. salad or whatever. Oh, right, and all the like shitty, like fake Tupperware things yes. that you can't really reuse because they melt immediately. Yes, yes. So I tried something different. I brought my own glass package to the deli. I asked them to fill it. And then the deli surprised me by taking a dollar off my order. Shut up. And then the guy winked at me and said, for the earth. What? My yes. deli does not do that. Yes. My deli gives me stink eye and is like, the bitch with the Pyrex is back and wants like a piece of fish. Oh, it was so good. It was so good. It was so good. And then next, after years of talking about it, Dean and I finally decided to join community-supported agriculture so we could get locally sourced food that comes in zero packaging, no packaging at all. And it turns out there was a pickup spot right on our block, and we have the next six months of produce covered now with the CSA. That's so good. Yeah. But we didn't stop there. Food packaging for us also includes, like most New Yorkers, delivery. We get food delivered to us. Food delivery is an amazing part of New York. Any time of day you can get food delivered. But we tried to cut down on food delivery. And on the one occasion we actually did get food delivered, we got it from our favorite Chinese restaurant, which notably never uses plastic or styrofoam containers. Good. Fuck you, styrofoam. Why are you still around? Sort of good. Uh -uh. Listen. Oh, no. Oh. Oh, crap. I did it. I'm sorry, I forgot to say no sauces or utensils. Oh, God. Now we have... uh, How many plastic forks? Two. 20 plastic little packets of soy sauce and hot mustard sauce. Well, I know this sounds like I'm being a drama queen, but it makes me feel sick to my stomach. I agree. Um, I, uh, I hate that. I hate that so much. I know the feeling and I know how weirdly stressful it is. Like I want them out of my sight immediately. Like oh, I hate those little packets. God, it was horrible. And of course I berated myself. I was, oh, I was so upset about it. But then I picked myself up and I did my best to focus on step three, reuse. The book talks about a lot of things that can be reused, but the one thing that really jumped out at me from the book that I had not thought about before reading this book 
was Swiffer pads. What? Are you serious? That's like the first thing I thought oh when they invented Swiffer. Oh my God. I was no. like, what a piece of garbage. Like <laughs> mops are so much better. And it is actually garbage. Like it makes so much garbage. It makes so much garbage. It's like having a diaper attached to a stick. Yeah, it's and the stupidest thing in the world. And I never used a Swiffer before I met Dean. And frankly, I still don't use the Swiffer. They aren't Dean even does good all at cleaning things. So, anywho. I decided I was going to find some Swiffer pads that are reusable that you can just take off the Swiffer, throw into the Mm -hmm. washer dryer and clean afterward. And so I found an Etsy merchant called Rachel Crochet Closet who makes them. That's the cutest thing in the world. I ordered some. Let me show you this picture. Let me show you how cute these are. Oh, my God. Stop it. That's so precious. Look at all those rainbow colors. Aren't they so cute? That's really good. Really, really cute. So that was a pretty good note to end the first week on, especially after how upset I was about oh my that gosh. stupid after that Chinese setback. delivery. Oh, God. So, yeah, Swiffer. Swiffer to the rescue. But enough about my week one, Jolenta. Let's hear about your first week of living by zero waste home. Let's do it. So, as you said, we're pretty, like, basic, earth-loving Brooklyn bitches. Yeah. You know? Also, I grew up in Portland, Oregon. I was a new-age baby. I've been shopping in bulk and using a tote bag since I was born. Not trying to I think they my give you horn. a tote bag when you're actually yeah. in the hospital. Yeah, like, I think I was born, like, at a farmer's market in a patch of lettuce. <laughs> Um, I think that's kale. No, right, right, right. <laughs> but so because of this upbringing, I tend to get a little obsessed with certain environmental issues. I'll be really blind to some and, like, really fixate on others. When I was a kid, my mom my mom got mad at me when she realized that my underwear had a bunch of skid marks in them because I had stopped wiping to save trees. Oh, and, I both love that like, and then repulsed by Yeah, that. so, like, I'm oh. upset and, like, yeah. It's bad. It's bad. Um, You know, and I'm obsessed with endangered animals to the point that it's debilitating. Yeah, I already know about that. Yeah. Um, To prove my point, I guess, I'm going to play you a clip of a video that Brad took of me when we were dating. Uh, And this is what happens when I get drunk and you ask me about manatees. Tell me about the manatees again. They, they just don't have any natural enemies. And they just swim around in the boats, cut their backs, and they get infected and they die. And that's why they're endangered. That's really sad. Yeah, they, they're endangered because we're killing them. But we don't even mean to. And they don't know to run away because they can't swim fast. Oh, poor sweetie. That's why I love them. Oh, Jolenta. Oh, my gosh. You know what? I actually feel your pain. I got to swim once with manatees. I met them in the wild, and they were covered in scars because of all of the... No, it's like the saddest thing in the world. I could cry right now if you want to get me started. No, I totally get it. And, you know, a lot of environmental uh, handbooks and documentaries and so on... They can put you right back into that Oof. crying spiral. Yeah, like they do can not put me back watch Blackfish. Do not watch The Cove. Yeah, so okay. no, I, I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. So, and I yeah. know the fear reading a book like this, like, is right. it gonna put me into yeah, that spiral? I was totally worried that this book was gonna make me like insane. So I started small. Good. Uh similar to you, I guess well, I guess not similar. We did this in different steps, but for refuse, I tried refusing. All delivery food. Oh, see, I told you, refuse and reduce. I don't are very know. Confusing I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So 
I just figure it's something I say yes to because it's convenient. And like, maybe I should push myself and be like, no, like, that's just not an option anymore. And Brad works nights lately. So I've been ordering like a fee- like every night's a night in by myself. Let's have an excuse to order barbecue. Like, woo. you know, so I've been I've been going to town. And oh, yeah. even when you request no utensils and stuff, often they come with plastic utensils yeah. and all, all that stuff. So I vowed not to order in and I missed it the first night. But honestly, I sucked it up. I made some pasta and it was fine. And kind of after the first night, I was pretty over it. Really? I had leftovers. I, I was really? shocked at how much of a part of my life it was and how easily I, like, just don't care. Wow. I Also, I was thinking about it. Like, if I I'm feel being, like it was yeah, hard for me. I don't know. If I'm being honest, maybe it's the restaurants that are in delivery range of me. Like, the food is, like, it's always good and it's always exciting to order it, but it's never that tasty. Like, it's mm. never that good. I always end up being like, ugh, like, mm. I don't know. Like, it's a little greasier. Like, I should have gotten more vegetable. Or, like, you know. Wow. Well, I'm impressed that it was that easy for you. It was hard for me, actually. It was uh, hard. thanks. I mean, not thanks. I don't know. <laughs> So after that, I went around my house and looked for things to reduce. Uh, I found some dog supplies to donate that I don't need anymore. You know, extra leashes and harnesses. That's like, why do I have this? Uh, I marked some furniture to sell on Craigslist before we move. I collected wasteful kitchen supplies to put in the lobby of my building in a box marked for free so my Mm. neighbors could take some things that they wanted. But while I was collecting things, I ran into a little problem. Listen. Brad, how much do you need this tinfoil? We aren't supposed to use it. But I don't use it that much. And I think the amount that if we don't it use it that much, I think the amount fine. it helps makes up for it. We buy one of those a year. Are you putting your foot down? Yes. I'm okay. Like, okay. I really need it. Can I put the saran wrap out for free on our stoop later? In a box of other things I'm going to be putting out for free. We have the beeswax things. We never use saran wrap ever. We have um, a bunch of Pyrex things. I like, just put stuff in saran wrap in the freezer. That buttercream. We could have put that in a reuse Ziploc bag that we have. There's always something to put it in. Uh, sure. I'll give you tinfoil if you let you me get rid of saran wrap. wrap. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I would not have gotten rid of the tinfoil. Well, we kept it. We kept it. I I was trying to go all out. No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, I never even would have considered getting rid of the tinfoil. You can recycle. I know, but I was like, what if I just don't have it? We don't need it. We have lots of containers and shit. But then Brad was like, he got even more mad later when I tried to get rid of it again. And he was like, I do all the cooking. (laughs) You don't even know that we need tinfoil once in a while. Like, it turned into a thing. Mm. It turned into a thing. Okay, okay. But I was happy with the compromise. I got rid of the saran wrap. Yeah. Yes, that's good. I'm glad you got Me rid of the being happy wrap. is what matters. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Right. Uh, so after I reduced, I started reusing. You are already, by the way, very good at reusing. Mm, it's kind you of know, my thing. Just a few months ago, I was pointing out that you're the only human I know who constantly carries handkerchiefs with her. Well, you always have them with you. You yeah. have them all the time. I probably you actually, have at least two in my bag right now. You actually blow your nose in them. Mm-hmm. You don't use them just to like sop up sweat on a hot day. You actually no, I blow my nose yeah. in them. So I'm good at reusing, but Kristen, I have a dirty secret. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. What is I, your dirty secret? I love paper towels. Oh, that's I love not, paper towels. I already confessed to you about the Swiffer, which right. is such a diaper on a stick. I can't believe you have a Swiffer. Like, yeah, that's worse. Yeah, paper towels are nothing right. compared I don't to. know why I love I just feel like they feel so good in my hand. I feel like they do a better job cleaning sometimes. Like, yes, so especially satisfying. on glass. 
I know. Oh, my gosh, I know. Yeah. How are you going to clean a shower door? <sighs> anyway, I decided it was time to address my paper towel usage. So I did some research, and I found a paper towel replacement that is made from bamboo. And it's on a roll, and it feels like nice, fancy paper towel, but a little sturdier. And each sheet is reusable and can be tossed into the wash and reused up to 100 times. You're kidding. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I got the I I got the towel. I ripped a few pieces off. I labeled them with a sharpie for different uses. So even when I wash them, I'll be like, oh, this is the thing for cleaning out the sink. Um, I even labeled one for Frank, so I could use that to wipe his little allergy goobies out of his oh, eyes. Oh, the goopy eye. Normally yeah, he gets kind of goopy yeah, eyed. Yeah. Normally I use organic baby wipes. Which are, really? Yeah. Now I'm mad at you. Baby wipes are never okay. I know. But oh. the vet said to get organic baby wipes. And I was like, I'll no. do whatever the vet says. I don't know. Baby wipes are so bad. No. Yeah. No to baby wipes. I know. They're like as bad as a Swiffer. Yeah. Pad. Yeah. yeah. And Frank doesn't like the baby wipes either. You know, he's in your camp. When he sees me pull one out, he, like, runs and hides. And after I corner him and wipe his eyes, he, like, sprints into the other room. But listen to what happened when I used the bamboo paper towel on him. Oh, my goodness. Let me get this. One more boogers. One more boogers. Okay. You're free. You're not upset? You're not mad at me? Yeah, you're not hiding. You like this better than the baby wipes. Does it smell nicer and more gentle with just water? Oh, I'm sorry I used something you didn't like. So Frank Aww, loved that. What's not to love? After after I wiped his face, he like curled up in a ball all calm and sweet. He did not run away. He didn't hide. He Later I found him laying on his little piece of paper towel like Aww. on top of it. Like he loves it. Oh, it's like a little blankie. Yeah. So I guess at the end of week one, I had an annoyed husband but a very happy dog. <laughs> so I guess that's where we're going to leave it. <laughs> not a bad trade-off. Right? Yeah. So, I guess uh, let's take a break really quick, and then we'll get to week two, shall we? Let's do it. Do you ever find yourself wading through your newsfeed on Facebook or Twitter, wishing you could just call someone up and ask, what do I really need to pay attention to here? Well, what if you could? I'm Mary Harris, the host of What Next, Slate's new daily news podcast. And every weekday morning, I'm going to be on call for you, taking you inside one story, going deep behind the headlines. What Next is news you're not going to get just scrolling through your phone. To listen, subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Okay, Kristen, let's talk about your week two of living by Zero Waste Home. Well, I continued right on to step number four, recycling. And I have to say, this book actually got me to sort of rethink recycling. I have way too often just thought, as long as I recycle it, it's all good. But, you know, Bea reminds us in the book that recycling is not a solution to everything. There are resources that go into recycling, Mm -hmm. water, human power, gasoline, electricity, all of those things that try to make recycling happen don't even succeed all the time in actually resulting in this turning into that again. 
So I decided to stop thinking of recycling as a solution to everything and just double down instead on refusing and reusing so that I don't have to even face that question about recycling. Next, I moved on to step five, rot, a.k.a. composting. And Dean and I already compost. We've composted for years. In fact, well over half of our waste each week is just food waste. And we accumulate it in our freezer so it doesn't smell. And we drop it off at the park at least once or twice a week so it can be composted. And then it goes and it feeds the trees and the plants and it makes us happy. But the book taught me that we could be composting more, namely, all my used Kleenexes, and I know, Jolenta, you I mean, use you Kleenexes. I this wouldn't be an issue. No, but I use my Kleenexes. I use recycled paper product Kleenexes, but I do use Kleenexes. Just next time you're on Etsy buying those uh, surfer covers, <laughs> I'd just check out uh, the handkerchief. You can get a nice big pack of cute handmade like felt ones that are real soft on your nose with cute patterns. I could do that. Or I could do what I actually did, which was start composting my Kleenex. I didn't know I could compost yeah, it. that was a good that pointer. That was a really great point in the book. When she said that, I'm like, And uh, yes. dust bunnies, which I didn't know. Yes, She the was dust like, you can also? empty your vacuum into the compost if, yeah. you, if it's big enough. Yes, absolutely. And on top of that, she said, as far as letting certain body items go, like your fingernails, your hair, and so on, you can compost those. Or... She said, you can just throw them out your window, which I loved. No, it's not. Because she said, a bird might make a nest out of your hair. I know, but that is also... And so I started throwing my hair out the window. And you know I lose a lot of hair every day. I'm shedding all the time. And so now I just love this idea that there are all these birds in the neighborhood with nests made out of my hair. That is both... That's cute and creepy. I'm also just imagining being a person walking past your building being like, what the fuck? There's like wet hair. Someone just dropped a lot of hair from the shower on me. Like, that's disgusting. Well, it made me feel pretty good. It made Great. me feel that I was good. bringing things full circle with that's, the earth. That's all we want to do is feel good and treat <laughs> the earth right. So what did you do next, Kristen? Well, what happened next, I have to confess, was actually pretty sad and ugly. Oh, no. But rather than explain it, just take a listen. This is a conversation I had with Dean. The thing is, it's always irritated me when I've seen my coworkers do that. When I see them go downstairs and then come up two minutes later with a bag and then throw that bag away. The, the cafe is in the same building as us. I don't understand all the waste that all my coworkers, you know, are generating And it just, it's always irritated me, but now it actually makes me feel personally hurt. Like, it makes me feel like they're doing something to me. It's Mm. actually bringing back all these feelings I had as a teenager when I used to fight with my parents about not sorting the recyclables correctly or choosing to buy things in plastic bottles. I would actually feel that they were personally trying to assault this world that I live in, and I felt hurt by it. Wow. And that's how I've been feeling lately whenever I look at all of the waste that my coworkers bring into the building from downstairs. Wow, you have horrible coworkers. They're not. They're wonderful people. Oh, God, and I feel bad because if anyone's even listening to this who I work with, they're going to think I'm the biggest, meanest, judgmental bitch. And maybe I am, but I just feel hurt by this. I know the feeling. Yeah. 
Yeah, and the book even warns us that, like, this might happen. Like, you might get weird and spirally and depressed and, like, yeah, not and, be able to stop. Like, like, you'll be sanctimonious. You'll yeah. be judgy. You'll notice everything that everybody's right, doing but it's wrong around you. And you'll take it super personally. Re- it starts like, to why am personal. I every day just one person choosing never to accept a plastic bag? And the other 80 people on this open floor right. plan all have plastic it's bags. It's like a recipe for so turning bad. into a martyr, too. Of like, I slave away and ask not to get a bag. <laughs> and you guys all just waltz in here. Like, I get it. I get it. Also bad news. They're probably going to hear this considering your coworkers make podcasts. Yes. You guys, like, all listen to podcasts know, for a living. I know. I but know. But I understand. And it's, it's fucking depressing. It is. What did you do about it? Well, I let myself be mad. Nice. And I let myself mope. And I let myself be judgy. And then I decided to take action. I fully threw myself into step six, getting involved. I told a friend who said she didn't have a place to compost about how we do it in our freezer and how easy it is and how it never smells at all. And she said she would give it a try. I went out shopping with a friend for groceries. And when he started taking a bunch of plastic bags out, I said, nope, I have tote bags for us. And I helped him carry his groceries home. I picked up trash off the sidewalk. And when I saw other people littering, I talked to them. them. Yes, I booed (laughs) them. I said, don't do that. Don't do that. Pick that up. And when Earth Day came around, I decided I would try to inspire other people to be better stewards of the Earth. So I put a post up on our Buy the Book Facebook community page asking what everyone there was doing for the planet. And we got so many responses, which just made me feel so much better. And then finally, I wrote a long overdue letter to a certain nonprofit that does a ton of good but could be doing one thing differently. And here I am reading that letter to Dean. Um, Dear organization, I volunteered a few months ago delivering food from a downtown Brooklyn restaurant to a transitional home in downtown Brooklyn. While I felt very good about playing a role in reducing food waste and feeding hungry New Yorkers, I also felt distressed about the amount of single-use plastic the food was packaged in. I'm hoping you will consider urging your cooperating restaurants to use biodegradable packaging or glass instead of plastic. Feeding hungry people and rescuing leftover food from landfills should not come at the cost of creating more plastic landfill waste. Thank you for your time and consideration. I appreciate the work that you're doing. Very best, Kristen Meinzer. Yeah, I think it's good. As a solution, as everything. Do you think they should offer more solutions? Or, I mean, I don't want to be too heavy handed. No, I mean, they need to, the point just needs to be raised with them. They need to work out the solution themselves. You've given them some ideas. That's a good start, I think. Good. It's the circle of life. <laughs> you brought up a circle, Kristen. Full circle. I from did. like to an old episode from last season. And to the and this, of this one. one. <laughs> I know this one, but it's like double full circle. Uh, like double jeopardy. Well, I couldn't have done it without this book. Or maybe I could have, but maybe I didn't know that. But hold on. Am I talking about a verdict? It's not time yeah, for a verdict. It's almost verdict. It's time, no, no, no. It's time to talk about your week two, Jolenta, of living by zero waste home. Let's hear about it. Let's do it. I started week two with recycling, um, and what I did was I went around my house and I gathered scrap paper <laughs> that I had sitting around, you know, things that came with packages, printouts, a lot of forms from the DMV that I messed up and had to print out again. It's amazing how much scrap paper is in the right. house and all yeah. those random receipts. Yeah, and it's like I use my printer like three times a year, but somehow I have lots of scrap paper 
So I went around, I collected it all, I put it in a pile, and I made a notebook out of it. Oh, Because wow. the book tells you how to do that. Yes, it does. Yeah, you like oh punch holes with the, in the paper with a nail and a hammer, and you sew it together. It took like 15 minutes. I used some cute threads, so it looks like kind of nice. Oh, my and gosh. And now I have, I made a legal pad size, because that's what I like to work in when I'm like working out sets and stuff. So I save myself like a good, you know, I I tend to buy nice notebooks. So I save myself like 10 bucks by making a scrap paper legal pad. And you actually did one of the assignments from the book. I mean, she has all sorts of things like that you can do in the book. But wow, I'm very impressed. Yeah. And I love love a chance to make a craft. So, you know. All right. Well, what about step five, composting? I want to hear about what you did for that. So for composting, I got a compost bin because we Uh, do not compost. Excuse me? I was afraid to tell you this. Like, I feel like I've been living a lie. Excuse me? Before you freak out, just listen to Brad's reaction to to the same issue. This is classic by the book material because it's you and Kristen turning my life upside down and then what? you turning around and going like but Brad I've always believed in I this. have always believed well then why have we never had a compost bin you fake environmentalist <laughs> because when I was growing up composting was something that like only people with farms did and all of a sudden 20 years later everyone in New York has a compost is this how old people feel <laughs> But no, I've been thinking about it a lot and feeling really guilty a lot. And like, you're right. I should have done it sooner. You don't have to attack me for it. <laughs> I come home. I come home. This seems like it happens every several weeks. But stop. Okay. This one. How many years ago did you take that video of me crying about manatees? No, like this I, one is actually one that like we knew I'd get carried away with. I know with. you've always considered yourself an environmentalist. I love that with you. I, lo- I care about the environment, and I wish we would do more about it, but... Don't you don't ta- like how don't I take, go overboard. Don't take my saran wrap. It's gone. Yeah. Okay, fine. You have to foil. I don't miss it that much. I'll okay. be okay. All right. So, first of all, you didn't have a compost bin, and then you got all sanctimonious with Brad about stuff? <laughs> yeah. 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 What? You have a problem with it? Brad does. You can, too. <laughs> I'm not going to change. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I did change. I got a compost bin. Uh, I named it Oscar after the grouch. I like that. Yeah. It's super cute. It's like a stainless steel sort of milk jug looking thing that I have on my counter. And I love it. I love it. Our trash doesn't smell anymore. Um, we're making visibly less trash. Good. And, and then you can just drop yeah, that off at the park. It's got a little carry handle so I can just scoot it right outside and onto a pile. <laughs> I love it. You mean the compost drop-off section in your park. That's what you mean. pile. Yes. Right? That's what compost is. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. And then how did you end your week two? So I ended my week two by making a difference in the world, Kristen. Good. (laughs) By being a self-righteous, like, composter. (laughs) Um, So first, I signed my building up. For curbside compost pickup. Good, good. I think someone else might have already done it, but I just did it again, you know. Yeah. Squeaky wheel. You know, you can walk your compost to the park, but maybe your neighbors aren't going to do that. I know. I was saying maybe all the rest of the people in the building just want to run it downstairs into our own thing. 
Uh, so I also pestered my building's management company to say, like, hey, keep an eye out. You know, Brooklyn Sanitation, whatever, is going to hit you up about this compost. So hopefully that will go smoothly. And I also decided I would set an example in my neighborhood. I decided it would be a good idea to start scooping Frank's poop with recycling scraps instead of poop bags. And everyone oh. around could see me and be like, oh, my gosh, she's so I smart and saving the earth. I in Brooklyn has ever done that before. No. Everyone in Brooklyn carries around Everyone's plastic bags. Everyone's good about scooping poop for the most part, except in the winter. People yeah. clean up your poop even if it's in snow. Anyway, um, that was an experience. And that is also how I ended my week, too. So just on our way out, I'm going to play you guys my audio diary from the first time I scooped Frank's poop with, uh, I believe, a takeout menu I found on the sidewalk. Okay. Picking up dog poop with a paper. Oh, it's smush. Ew, ew, ew. Ew. Oh, now I have a stinking wad of fucking paper in my hand and I am blocks away from my home. I don't like this. Ooh, picking up poo with paper, recycled paper. Mm -hmm. So did anybody notice Jolenta? So I don't know. And that bothered me a lot as I ended this because... You're trying to set an example. I was trying to set an example and no one bat an eye every time I picked up a piece of garbage (laughs) and like wandered around with my dog's poop in my hand. Like no one seemed to notice or ask or be like, oh, she's she's saving the environment. Like good for her. So I hate to say it, but I feel that maybe you're ending this book on a shitty note. Oh my gosh. Stop it. I can't. Okay. All right. We're going to take a break and get to the verdicts (laughs) and I need to recover from that (laughs) shitty pun. Ah! But first, a reminder, we want to hear from you. Have you lived by Zero Waste Home? Share your story at buythebook at panoply.fm or at 505-510-BOOK. Okay, Kristen, let's do this. Did zero waste home work? Did it change your life? Do you recommend it? Well, first and foremost, I have to say that thing that you talked about, that feeling of, is this environmental book going to put me into a spiral, make Mm -hmm. me cry about manatees and drink a whole bottle of liquor? I was so relieved that did not happen to me reading this book. I think the book has a really good tone. Bea approaches it as somebody who made horrible mistakes for the first 30-something years of her life and then decided to turn things around. The first 30-something years of her life, maybe she was being wasteful. Maybe she wasn't thinking about the earth. And I think that's probably most Americans who've been like that. So she's relatable. She's not overly sanctimonious. And then everything she recommends – It's very clear. It's very step-by-step. And, of course, we're not going to be able to do everything that she suggests, most of us with full-time jobs and lives and so on. Um, For example, I'm not going to be making my own paper. I'm not going to be – for a while, she was picking leaves to use as toilet paper. I'm not going to be doing that. Or what did she say about potty training? Oh, yes, the potty training thing. Now, I know I bad-mouthed wet naps or baby wipes earlier, and I'm apologizing to anybody with babies out there because I know that – Baby wipes are an essential part of most people's baby care duties. I Not just don't... dog eye allergy <laughs> duties. <laughs> yes. And Bea admits she doesn't quite know what to do with babies and diapers. 
Mm-hmm. She right. knows that uh, cleaning and bleaching diapers has its own environmental cost. She also knows that disposable diapers are incredibly bad for the environment. She admits that she had the luxury of not ever having to think about this question because her kids were already grown and well oh, past yeah, diapers. Oh, yes, she went zero she, waste when her kids were like seven and nine or yeah, something. Yeah, so she never had to deal with this question. And one thing she suggests, which I think is a little bit nutty, yeah, the elimination communication. Oh, my God, I can't. You and your baby start um, whistling to each other or clapping or doing hand signals to communicate when the baby needs to go to the bathroom, and then you run the baby to a place where it can pee or poo, but it really depends on you actually never being more than like 30 feet away from a toilet at all times. And it's times. no diapers, right? So you've yeah. got to like run it over right away or you're going to miss your opportunity. Yeah. And so apparently you don't have a job and apparently you're not out in public. And you you yourself are the only person taking care of your child because I doubt you're teaching every babysitter you have how to do this as well. Yeah. So some of her solutions don't quite jive with me. Some of them seem a little too extreme. But that being said, I loved this book. I loved this book. I loved it so much. It made me feel so good. It was wonderful to every single day be able to do small things where I felt empowered rather than just discouraged by the state of the world. Right. I wasn't reading this book thinking, oh no, 90% of the world's species are dead because of me and everyone else in the first world. I was thinking, I can pick up that piece of plastic. I can decide to say no to a plastic fork. I can buy a straw that's made out of metal. And actually, I'm not even going to buy it because Dean's buying me one as a present. And so all of these great things came to me while living by this book. I just loved it. I really, really, really felt good the whole time living this book unless I was judgy. And then other than that, I felt good. But how about you, Jolenta? What is your verdict for Zero Waste Home? All right. What is my verdict? I'll be honest, Kristen. You know all that stuff you said about not freaking out while you read the book? I did. Oh, no. Yeah. This book was like fucking oh, reading no. the cove, but like more bland. No, like, but no. no, she doesn't no. talk about the polar bears No, I know. She, she doesn't, doesn't talk about animals, but it stressed me the fuck out. And Every time she had a solution, she would also be like, but also, like, even this isn't really a solution. If you look at the bigger picture, I'd be like, fuck, then what is a solution? Mm. I just felt like this must have been what you felt like when we read the KonMari book. Like, I feel like she she came across like Marie Kondo to me and just this, like, overly obsessive, like, how can you even enjoy life? You're so fixated on this one thing. Oh. Just sort of, you know, it gave me anxiety and and it's like, I already worry about this shit. But I did love the actual bulleted to-do lists and pointers that are included at the end of each chapter. Those actionable tips are good. They are good for the environment. I didn't know a lot of them. And they felt good to do. So I do recommend this book. Good. Good. But if you're spirally like me and maybe just have a, I don't know, I just thought it as pessimistic as opposed to like, but I can do this one thing the way you did. It was just more just more facts to add to my list of pessimism about how we're ruining everything. Oh. But the tips are super good. So if you don't want to spiral and you think you have a tendency to, just get the book and read the pointers like at the end of each chapter because they're so good. You don't need to stress yourself out. Oh, well, I'm glad you're not completely throwing out the book with the recycling bin because 
I want people to read this book. You know, but reading it did make me want to rip all my hair out and give it to birds. Oh, birds are going to love your hair. You have such oh, nice hair. Oh, I have hair. good nest you hair. You have really It's really fine, hair. but a lot of it is curly. Yeah, yeah. it's really it nice. It keep an egg warm. Those birds are going to love it. They're going to love your hair. And they're going to love that we're living by this book. Yeah. And that's it for this episode of By the Book. Our producer is the very earth-conscious Cameron Drews. Our managing producer is Mia Lobel. She invented composting, basically. Um, also, big thank you to our composer, Nate Wida, and the Rizzos, who perform our theme song. And, of course, a special thank you to Andy Bowers at Panoply. Please stay in touch. Let us know if you've lived by Zero Waste Home and how it worked or did not work for you. Also, send us any questions or suggestions for future books for us to live by. Our email address is bythebook at panoply.fm. Also, hit us up on Twitter at Jalenta G, at Kristen Meinzer, or at ByTheBookPod. And you can always leave us a voicemail at 505-510-BOOK. And don't forget to rate and review us in Apple Podcasts. It helps other people find the show. And if you have not already, tell a friend about the show. Tell all the people you know about this show. Until next time, I'm Jalenta Greenberg. And I'm Kristen Meinzer. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Do you know what that sound is? Your straw. It's my new metal straw. Didn't you already have one? I had a silicone one, but Dean got me a six-pack of these metal straws. Yeah. Six for $2. Isn't this so good? Yeah, that's great. Uh, Do you guys want one? Do you want me to bring one in for each of you? Do you want us to pay you? I'll I'll do it. Just in and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack.